It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield and Ward White. And good morning. Welcome to Tuesday. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Uh, old soothsayer Ward White's over there. Ward was calling for uh, calling for Woody's head, and he and he got it. He got him fired yesterday. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. That. Are you a little surprised by the timing? No, I, I I am. I thought they. I, I, so why today? Why yesterday? What was what was so? Why yesterday? Um, I I think they just wanted to try to figure out a way to maybe energize this club a little bit, um, get get something new and fresh for, for the younger guys um, because they're fixing to have a, a lot of call-ups. Um, and so maybe just trying to figure out what they have with those guys with not having to know that they're going to go a different direction anyway at some point. So why not go ahead and cut bait now? Um, six and twenty-four in one-run games didn't help him a whole lot. No, so, uh, I just, I just think the front office finally said, you know, we're going to go this direction anyway. Let's go ahead and do it. Or how about you fall on the sword so I don't have to? Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe I don't I, know. I have very little, if any, confidence in John Daniels. That, that's, and, that's fair. Look, and that's just. I'm a hundred miles, right? So it's it's about for me, it's just about results. I don't know what goes on internally within the organization. No. I don't know what goes on within the farm system. None of that. I just look at results and go, have they got them consistently under his leadership? And that's one of the things I want to talk to Jeff Wilson about. Jeff Wilson covers this team on a daily basis. He'll be with us around 8 o'clock this morning from rangerstoday.com. I'm just curious. Uh, you know, it, it, when when something happens good or when something happens bad, it's not always, and in most cases, it's not one person. However, somebody has to take the blame, and it's going to be the on-field manager 99% of the time and he he got it. And, you know, again, was there ever a team-constructed ward that you felt like, okay, this is this is going to be a club that, that can go do some things under Chris Woodward? No. No. I will say this, and I, we've said this a million times. If, if the expectation was to win this year, that's a poor expectation. Because it wasn't going to win. No, but I think they expected to be better. There you go. Is the was the needle moving forward? And I don't think it was. No, it wasn't. There's no doubt. Why not? I I, I think you have to look at the manager. I mean, what did he do wrong to prevent them from winning ball games? Well, again, six and twenty four in one run games. I mean, a decent manager could win. You know, at least. 15 of those. And I'm not maybe and I'm not trying to be insulting or anything. No, but, but I'm just saying. I'm saying how. How does he, 
What de- what decision does he make? Is it a pinch hitter that he doesn't put in the game? What does he do in, in those once the game once that's you know in a and I get it. You've got to win close games. If you're 500 in those close games, he's still employed. Well, and they're in the wild card race. Yes. Yes. And I I think they expected to at least be in the wild card race. They're not even in the race right now. No, and I'm wondering and you know and I know they won last night and we'll get into it a little bit later on. That's the next segment by the way. Uh this club is it going is it going to get are they going to be 10 games better? than they were a year ago when they had just a horrendous roster. Well, they should be. They should be, but I don't know that they get to 70. What are they now? 62 got 62 well, wins? I mean, they're so far yes. behind the eight ball now. No, no, no. They're, I mean, they're 24 back of the – I get all that. but No, but I'm saying they're – I don't know how they can – you know, that's that's a 10-game swing that you're asking at this point in the season. That's you know, what, what do they got, 30 games left, 40 games yeah. left? So, I mean, I don't know that they, they get there now, no matter who the manager is. You know, I, I Look, it could be um, a, a daily thing that they saw with the, how the team well, reacted. Lack of energy or something. Yeah. I mean, There's it, a lot of things. Yeah. And it could be, you know, just, just the, the way he goes about his, his daily business. They just didn't feel like that it was getting the most out of the players. I, I don't know that it was in-game decisions exactly. Um. But there was something that they saw. You know, the next step is, as you mentioned, John Daniels has got to get out of the way and, you know, let Chris Young. Well, look at all the announcements yesterday. It was John Daniels as the mouthpiece. Well, that's because that's who he is. And he, he I mean, and I don't know if ownership said, hey, look, you need to you need to hire a GM and, and move on up. But he can't give up that role. He's the general manager. It certainly appears or he's the cold general manager at least, how much is, is Young involved in the decision-making process? He's certainly not out front on this stuff. No, he's not. You, you heard, you heard. I mean, yesterday it was John Daniels and Chris Young and I. Well, why wasn't it Chris Young saying John Daniels and I? I mean, it, it, maybe it is 50-50 or whatever the case may be, but it doesn't, it doesn't look right. If that makes sense. Well, no, but that's why I'm saying the next move is get John Daniels out of the way and let Chris Young be the manager and 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 run this team. Um, but I don't know that that'll happen. I I have no idea. You know, they, appear- they've got to go get somebody that's experienced and that can handle young players. And I look, who's a teacher? I mean, that's where I mean, I I'm not opposed to going back to Ron Washington myself. Would you ever go backwards? I, I don't know. The but, Yankees used to do it all the time. Yeah, they did. But I mean, he's he's that type of manager. Can work with can work with youngsters. Can work with young players. Can can build young players. I mean, we saw him do it here. We've well, seen him do it over his tenure wherever he's been. So again, I'm not opposed to that. But I don't, you know, I I don't. I don't know who else is out there. I mean, I know John Madden's out there, but I don't think he's the right guy for the job. Well, it'll be interesting to see what direction they go. But I, I the only thing I thought was, you know what? Look, he he's he's not going to save his gig. I didn't think he was going to save his job, but I did think that they would probably get through the year. But he, you know, you're right. Maybe a little energy does get this team. Where are they at, Ryan? Uh, they are third place in the AL West. Back 22 games behind Houston with 11 games under 500. What's their record? 
52 and 63. 52 and 63. So you're asking them to win 18 more games before October. Oh, I don't I don't think they're even looking at that. I, I am. I I mean that's I, I'm a numbers person and I'm shooting for a number. My number is at least 10 games better than a year ago. I, I don't with think with this they, roster and I'm not sure that they can do that. No, they don't get there. They just don't. 52 again, and 63. Again, the next move is let's go bring in a bunch of young guys and get them some ABs at this level and find out what we've got. They're supposed to have one of the best stacked farm clubs in Major League Baseball. Well, let's go find out how stacked they are. And then you know what you have to do in the offseason. They've got, what, 47 games left? Yes. 47 games left. And you, and I'm asking them to win 18 of 47. <laughs> I, I don't see it. Maybe not. But that's just to get to 10 games better than a year ago when we all knew how bad the roster was. You spent $580 million or something like that? Mm-hmm. Are you getting your money's worth? Well, not not with the manager you had, you weren't. That's why you have to move on. You spent the money to to improve your baseball team, but it didn't improve. It's going the wrong way. <laughs> Somebody's got to got to be accountable for that. <laughs> Guess who it was? JR is now saying it's John Daniels. Uh, JR on our CNC Collision Center text line says, "Get rid of Daniels and bring in Theo Epstein to make the right hires." Ah, <sighs> I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Bring back Nolan. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Nope. But I, I don't know. I mean. A, how many managers, and we need to do the research on this, and I, I meant to look this up, but how many managers have managed under John Daniels? Well, there's been... Fanny. Yeah. Wash. And obviously... Chris Woodward. Chris Woodward. Is that it? Just those three? Oh, it's got to be more than that. He's been there what seventeen years or something like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's the three he was hired I... in two thousand five. So, trying to find, just go get a list of all the Ranger managers <laughs> since two thousand five. Anyway, uh, we're going to get into that a little deeper in our next segment. Shayhan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com will be here to talk some sports with us. We'll 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 uh, talk a little bit about Midway Little League. Hey, that's a cool thing. I mean, that's just a cool thing to win it all. Uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, there's one Little League softball team standing, and it's the uh, Midway Little League All-Stars, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Jeff Wilson from rangerstoday.com will join us, and uh, we'll get his thoughts on the move. We'll get his thoughts on the front office. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on, on a lot of things this morning. Uh, and then uh, we'll get a quick word from Lyndon Helt. Uh, today's the first day of school and said hey i'm going to be over walking the halls meeting and greeting but yeah we'll we'll pop on and and uh get you caught up on what's going on with waco lions football so we'll do that uh and whatever else we can we can dive into you got my list uh yes so uh john daniels was hired in 2005 in the middle of buck walter's tenure so his first manager was buck walter mm, he didn't hire buck buck was already here well, I'm I'm just saying no, like who managed under him is what I was looking for. Yes. And then 
Uh, after him was Ron Washington, hired him in 2007. So that was his first hire was Washington. And then I guess Tim Bogart came in as the interim after Washington left. Yeah, we don't – yeah, just looking for the – Then his next hire was Jeff Bannister and then Chris okay. Woodward. So he's made three hires. Okay. Three hires. Which all three of those were first-time managers. Yeah. And Wash worked out pretty well. <laughs> Washington worked out pretty well. Uh, you know, and look – Buck Showalter, in my opinion, is a heck of a manager. But down the road he went. At some point, do you need a new direction? I know sometimes they say you need a new voice, but in, it, 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 at what point do you need a new direction? I, and, uh, they need one now. Well, they're, they're, the, the, the theme and the direction's not changing. Who is delivering the marching orders will change. And does the big picture change if the marching orders are basically the same, just a different voice? I don't know. Uh, 7-13, 13 minutes after 7. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We are off and running here for a Tuesday morning. And uh, we are going to update you on the weather forecast. I'm going to suspect hot today, maybe. Uh no mention of rain? I mean, I'm just guessing, Ward, just guessing. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. Alliance Bank Central Texas is independently owned and has been helping families and businesses in Central Texas meet their financial needs since 2007. Partly sunny and hot, highs near 99, south winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Partly cloudy tonight, lows down around 80 degrees with a south wind 5 to 10 miles per hour, gusting up to 20 at times. Currently, it is 81 degrees. What a year for Baylor Athletics. Happy New Year from New Orleans as the Bears are the 2022 All-State Sugar Bowl champions. To cap a record-breaking season for Baylor football, Baylor wins 12 games in a season for the first time in school history. They finish as champions of the All-State Sugar Bowl 21-7 over the Ole Miss Rebels tonight. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Are you worried about losing your pet in the cracks in your yard? Or does it sound like walking on potato chips when you walk across your lawn? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. This heat and lack of rain is causing the soil beneath your foundation to shrink, leaving you with cracked walls, sticking doors, and a cranky spouse. But do not fear, the Foundation Doctor can help. We've been dealing with these soils for many years, and we know just how to get you back on the level. Foundation repair doesn't have to be scary, and with the doctor, it won't be. We have more repair options than anyone in town, and we'll craft the right solution for you and your home. And if need be, we'll help you fish your chihuahua out of that crack in your yard. So give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. I'm Amy Hunter, president of Jeff Hunter Toyota. With our state-of-the-art service and body shop, there's no need to go anywhere else. Our factory-trained technicians will take great care of you. I guarantee it. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the L.A. Chargers. Live from SoFi Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. 
Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond has Waco's largest selection of President Donald Trump merchandise items. If you're looking for Trump caps, T-shirts, flags, placards, and more, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond is the place to go. And while you're there, check out their large selection of saddles, tag, guns, ammo, western furniture, and gift items such as metal art and home decor. It's the world's greatest western store. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it. Whatever it is. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Rangers do win last night. They win two to one, and part of the reason why is they they launched another one last night. Here's the 0-2. Swing and a drive deep down the left field line. Kemp giving it a look, and it is gone. About four rows deep. Well, Got a half section to one section inside the left field foul pole. Marcus Simeon clubs his 18th home run of the season to tie the score at one. So the uh, Rangers win it uh, two to one to improve to 52 and 63. And uh, Seager was asked about the uh, the dismissal of Chris Woodward. He was a really important person in my career and in my life. Um, he was around me at a really pivotal point in my career, and I I don't have anything bad to say. I have the utmost respect for him, and um, it's uh, it's one of those things I just wish we could have played a little better, and maybe outcomes would be different. Uh, and, and that's that's it. I mean, you got to play better, and you got to win ball games. And this team didn't do it. Not sure that they had enough pitching to do it. But they weren't very productive offensively. You know, we kept saying, all right, it was the late spring. It was the late spring. They didn't get enough ABs. But really, this team just hasn't been very good consistently offensively as well. And they're not they're not very good on the mound. I mean, they've got some deficiencies in several areas. So, Ward, I mean, is is it the voice? And that's, and I mean, in, clearly the Ranger front office thought it was the voice. Or he was the scapegoat. I'm not sure. I mean, I really am not sure. I'm. I don't know how much to put on fr- the front office, how much to put on ownership, and how much to put on the coaching staff. I, I put it at, at his feet. I mean, I do. I, I think that you know they went out and spent the money, and again, six and twenty-four in one-run games. That's that's terrible, and it's got to go somewhere. I, I think it's. You, you've heard me all along say Chris Woodward is not the right guy for the job. I still believe that. Um, and so I think it's his fault, and he needed to go. Is Tony Beasley? No. Is he auditioning? No, I don't think so. I mean, he he's been a minor league manager for a long time. Uh, he was he was really good in the minors. He was manager of the year a couple of times, but I it, this this is not this is not in his realm. It's not there. Okay. 
just checking. I mean, you you just said last segment you wanted a uh, person who could teach and a person uh, yeah. who can uh, who talk. It, it, again, it's Ron Washington for me, number one candidate. I mean, Bruce Bocce, the former Giants manager who won all the rings, he took them, and that was a young club that he built up uh, and was able to do it. Now, is, is he a point in his life and career where he w- wants to hit that grind again? I don't know. I mean, he's 60, what, four or five years old? So, and his name's already come up, by the way. Yeah, so that that may not be it. Uh, and, and I know John Madden's out there because the Angels just fired him, but I just I, I'm not sure he's the right guy for that. But he may be. I mean, he might be. And, and, and that was always the reputation of Buck Showalter is he could work with the young guys, but then at, at a certain point, you quit listening. I mean, there was just a, a disconnect with Buck. After after a while, but early on, the first couple of years, I mean, it it, it worked really well with Buck Showalter. I don't he, know. he also got a a heck of a clubhouse from Johnny Oates too. Remember? Oh, I get it. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was that was a heck of a run right there. Mm-hmm. All he had to do is not drive it up on the curb. Right. Keep the ship. Keep the ship moving north. Uh, and so we'll see. We'll see what direction they go. I, again, and I, and I know what you're saying. It's you're not going to fire the roster, so you're going to fire the manager. You're not going to fire a bunch of assistant coaches. You're going to fire the manager. That's baseball. But in you know, you talk about those one run games, six and twenty four. Did he make the wrong moves, or did this club just not have the ability to execute in those close games? I guess a little of both. And so, you know, and as. Seeger just said, if if we play better, but, you know, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, and, and why? Did he not put you in the right position to play better? Yeah, it was, you know, it, all of that stuff goes into consideration. And what was the clubhouse vibe? What was the, the dugout vibe? I mean, every time you saw him, it, it was not very energetic. And so, again, I, I think they should have fired him after last year. I, I would have. But. See, and I would not have because I don't think – how do you know what kind of manager you got with with that roster a year ago? Just, just watch the watch the way the players move around. Watch his energy. I mean, it's just it was not something that I felt like was just clicking right. And so – and look, again, I'm not there on a daily basis. I'm not in that clubhouse. I'm not in that dugout. So – well, it's you're giving a, an opinion on what just, you see, yeah, and that's I'm just, fine. That's just a, a far view from what I see, and that's just well, my opinion. It's the same way with mine when I look at the front office. I mean, you know, they may be pulling – they may be making every correct decision. All I see is the results. Because, you know, again, I'm not in the front office. I'm not in the the media in, in the Metroplex. I'm at Waco. All I get to see is the results. And I'm not sure that this is – the right direction and again you know what every gm's gonna do he's gonna bang everybody out of the out of the building before him you know he's gonna he's gonna fight to, for for himself or herself whatever the case may be but bottom line is this club just not very productive but you know <laughs> you go back to the in the history of the club what have they really had four five six seasons where you go yeah in, in what fifty years since they moved from Washington? I mean, well, they've had a few more than that. They've won what, how many divisional titles? Three, four max, I think. Mm, I think it's. I don't know. But 
my point being, this has not been a consistent winner since they arrived in Arlington. It just hasn't. It's, it's you know, you had, you had the, the Johnny Oates run, and then you had the Ron Washington run. Uh, and how many World Series appearances? Two. Two, that's right, and no wins. You Turn your mic on. They have seven division wins. Seven divisional titles in, what, 50-something years? This is the 50th. That's right, this is the 50th year. So, you know, and, and two World Series appearances. I think they're one of only two teams in baseball that hasn't won a World Series. That could be right. I don't know. I mean, so it hasn't – it's not exactly like – you know, it's it's an elite Major League Baseball program. It's not. Now, it's a great time. And all, I've always, even as a kid, had fun going to the Ranger games uh, and, and pulling for the Rangers. And we've talked to many times about being Dr. Pepper Jr. Rangers and sitting in the outfield watching Jeff Burrow and Al Oliver and all those guys and then, you know, following the team from ballpark to ballpark and now to the, this ballpark. But the bottom line is, they there's they just haven't been a very consistent winner. Uh, they didn't make the playoffs until '95 under Johnny Oates. That was the first playoff appearance yeah. for this club. <laughs> I mean, and, and I promise you, there's more last place finishes than first place finishes. Uh, so, well, overall, the Rangers are four thousand five hundred eighty-two. Um wins and 5,052 losses. Wow. That's a lot. By the way, that's a lot of baseball. Uh, they got here, what, in 72? Is that right? Yes. 72. And played in the old Turnpike Stadium and or the ballpark. Arlington yeah, this, Stadium. this goes yeah. up all the way back to the Senators. Yeah. 61 is the inception of this club is what they say. I mean, Ted Williams was the manager of this club at one point. That was in 72 when they got here. Yeah. So, uh, Billy Martins managed this team. Uh, Frank Lucchese, Jim Fergosi. I mean, we, I mean, we, you know, there's a bunch of names that you can take a look back at. So, we'll see. We'll see what direction the Rangers elect to go in, but uh, it will not be with the, the tutelage of of Chris Woodward at the at the helm of the program. Uh 726, 26 after 7. This is game time. And you know the one thing and we talk about the Rangers, uh, we like baseball, but you know do the as you as a fan at this point in August of 2022, do you care? No. Have, have you lost connection with the Rangers as as your team? Here, yeah, here, absolutely. I don't. I don't care about the Rangers football season. See, I, I, I mean, I do because I know that there's going to be a 2023, and I want it to be good. I, you, you excite me somehow. Go get me a manager that excites me. Well, the, I'm asking in a in a bigger scale. Do you just don't care? Period. Because you you've just lost interest in baseball, or you've lost interest in the Rangers. I've lost or, interest in the Rangers for this season. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I, I like to know uh, where you stand if you if you want to jump in. I, I want to see the Yankees and the Astros go at it. And I think you will, by the way. Uh, 
Two five four in the and the Astros are not afraid of the Yankees, by the way. Well, nobody should be right now the way they're playing. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. Uh two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty is our ESPN uh CNC Central Texas uh, uh text line. And uh Jump on the CNC CNC text line and let us know. Have you lost interest in the Rangers? Have you lost interest in baseball? Uh, You just don't care? Or or tell us, you know, what kind of manager you'd like to see the Rangers uh, go after? Wash. So, I mean, if they do not hire Ron Washington, which they will not, you are going to, you're not going to, are you just going to ride off into the sunset? No, no, I'm not. You know they're not going to hire Ron Washington, right? I do not know that. You honestly think they would consider bringing Ron Washington back? I do. I would not be opposed. I would not be opposed. I mean, he had some issues, and that's squared away. And why not? I mean, he was very productive here. Wouldn't be the first time baseball did that. No, you're right. I mean, look how many. I would, you know, here again, we got to look it up. But I wonder how many times Billy Martin circulated through the Yankee organization. Because three or four, him and him and Steinbrenner would go at it. He'd fire him. I mean, there were you want to talk about a love hate relationship? Wow. Uh, all right, seven twenty seven here on uh, or seven twenty nine actually here on uh, Tuesday morning. We're glad you're with us. We're going to visit with Shehan Jayaraja as we change gears, and, and maybe Shehan's the new manager of the Texas Rangers. I don't know. Uh, we'll check with him three times. Billy Martin circulated through three times, so it's been done. Is what is what Ward is saying. Uh, we'll we'll uh, step aside. We're coming right back for more of the program in a moment. This is game time, presented by uh, our good friends. I tell you, you know what we need to do? We we need to get to the Cowboy Update, don't we? Running a little behind. Cowboy Update brought to you by Richard Carr, Buick GMC. Check them out at richardcarr.com. Hi, everyone. With the Cowboys Training Camp Report, I'm Christy Scales. Goodbye, Oxnard. Hello, Amtrak Ride to Irvine. Details after this. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, to gain access to the ultimate experience at Dallas Cowboys Training Camp at the Star in Frisco on August 23rd and 24th. Choose from preferred, premier, or elite memberships to enjoy early entry, exclusive benefits, VIP access, and more. Get ready for the 2022 season with memberships starting at just $20. Visit DallasCowboys.com backslash United to learn more and join the official fan club of the Dallas Cowboys today. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy said the best part of Saturday's preseason opener was the fact the defense and special teams combined for only two missed tackles. 330-pound nose tackle Quentin Bohanna played really well. He's not used to getting praise like that because he's the guy that does the dirty work. Oh, yeah, you got to have me title. You got to be, you know, I say a little off a little bit to, you know, want to bang a little bit air play. And, but it's fun, though. It's my job. You know, I wouldn't want no other job out on the field. 
Today is the first league mandatory roster cut down to 85 players. The team waived Austin Fallu and waived injured Ryan Nall, Kyron Brown, Ian Bunning, and Ty Freifogel. And this morning is the last walkthrough in Oxnard. We board an Amtrak train later today to head to Irvine as the Cowboys will practice the next two days with the Chargers. With the boys in California, I'm Christy Scales. It's exercise, it's fun, and it's free. This fall, join Let's Walk Waco and create your own walking group with friends and family. Register today for prizes along the way. Registration and instructions can be found on the Let's Walk Waco website. Stop by now today, walkwaco.com. What are you waiting for? Register today at walkwaco.com and get the fun started. Hey, football fans, the new schedules are out for the copies of the Bears' schedule. You can pick one up for free at J.R. Grace Realty and Property Management, Bears Cassiano, Viper Investigations and Legal Support, Superman Electrical, CG Construction Group, LLC, Nine Round Waco, Happy Hounds Aquatic and Daycare Center, Waco Streak Airport Shuttle, Glass Phoenix, Jasper's Barbecue, and Fred's Radiator and Auto Repair. Please patronize these sponsors because they're an asset to our community. Brought to you and paid for by Prestige Marketing, LLC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update, brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton, off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Midway All-Stars are the champions of Little League softball. They needed an extra inning to beat Maryland 5-4 to claim the 12th World Series softball title for Midway Little League. The Texas Rangers have fired manager Chris Woodard. The team lost 76 more games than it won during his nearly four seasons on the job. Third base coach Tony Beasley is serving as the interim manager. The Rangers are 1-0 after the change after beating Oakland 2-1. Game 2 of that series in Arlington tonight, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The Astros' bullpen blew a 2-0 lead in the 8th as the White Sox beat Houston 4-2. Game 2 of that series tonight in Chicago. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. As we welcome into the program from CBSSports.com, Shahan Jayaraja. Shahan, have you submitted your application to be the next Texas Rangers manager? (laughs) Not quite as yet. I I don't think I want to run into competition with, uh, with Ron Washington. I don't think I want to make those enemies. Wow. We were just debating whether Ron Washington would be a legitimate candidate or not. Do you think he is, uh, he's, he's in the mix? I don't know. It, it's hard to say. I will say uh, baseball is not my number one sport when it comes to knowing <laughs> stuff. So, but, uh, but I do know that I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed the Rangers back when he used to manage the team. So I, I'd love to see him back uh, as somebody from Dallas. But, uh, but obviously, you know, they're going to do what's best for the team. Well, that is, that's amazing because the guy sitting across the table from me saying the exact same thing all morning. All right, let's, uh, let's dive into this thing. Top 25 is out, both UPI. UPI, boy, there's a blast from the past. Coaches poll. <laughs> And the AP top twenty-five is out. Are there? W- w- give me one team that is incredibly overranked, and give me one team that's that's n- not getting the, the love that they deserve. 
Yeah, I, I think that actually you can stay within an hour uh, from each other for both these teams. So the team that's incredibly overranked to me is Texas A&M. Uh, obviously, they have the great recruiting class. They have uh, a, a lot of players that, you know, obviously a lot of people wanted. But this is a team that finished 8-4, and four, finished unranked last year, and they're starting out at number six in the country. Now, I think they deserve to be in the top ten or in, in that range, but – to start that high is pretty crazy to me. And, and, you know, I mean, uh, th- this isn't my underranked team, but I mean, Utah at number seven, I think, you know, behind Texas A&M, behind Notre Dame. I, I don't know. That just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me based on what actually has happened on the field. It seemed like people were kind of a little afraid to put Utah as high as they deserve to be, which I think honestly deserve to be at number four. For my underranked team, I'm actually, I'm actually going to pick two, two big 12 teams that are going to be entering the league next year. I think Houston at 24 and BYU at 25 are severely underranked. You know, these teams, Houston won 12 games last year, beat Auburn in a bowl game, and brings almost everybody major back, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And BYU brings basically everybody back from a team that went 10-3 and last year. I don't understand why these teams are, are right on the edge of the top 25 when both of them finished well within the top 20 last year and, and in my opinion, returned most of the best players on their teams. Uh, to me, each of them should be in the top 15, probably. And uh, and honestly, I think that, you know, BYU is obviously going to have a tough road ahead against Baylor and against Oregon early in the year. But, you know, if they're competitive in those games, if they win one of those games, they're going to have a chance, I think, to move up into the top 20. It, it was a real surprise to me to see them so low. LSU loses their quarterback, Miles Brennan. He retires from football. Is that a big loss in the quarterback room just for – the experience that he brings and could help these young players more than anything else? Yeah, I mean, he has had such a snake-bitten career, you know, and and I think that, like you said, just having somebody with that kind of experience on the roster is a big deal. And I think one of the things that you looked at LSU uh, and thought was that they had real strength and experience at that position, uh, just in terms of a a mix of guys who – I think that, uh, you know, you have Garrett Nussmeyer, who is a freshman, and then you have Jaden Daniels, who came over after throwing for 6,000 yards at Arizona State. And then you had Miles Brennan, who's been in this system and has provided so much leadership. So, yeah, it it was a little bit of a surprise to me. I understand why he was ready to move on, especially if he wasn't going to be able to start in college football. But, but yeah, I do think that they definitely lost something by losing him. And uh, and now I think that they're going to have to kind of rely on slightly more unproven players. Shahan, uh, you, you wrote an article uh, on for CBSSports.com, Atlanta in 2025, Miami in 2026 when it comes to hosting the uh, college football playoff championship with the possibility of the, the playoffs changing. Is this tentative or is this pretty much locked in no matter what direction they go? So uh, this is locked in, and the other part of this, too, is that this kind of locks us into that system through the end of the television contract. So, you know, when when we say 2025 and 2026, uh, you know, it's it's the end of the 2025 season, which is the last year of that Mm 12-year contract that they initially signed uh, with the College Football Playoffs. So so it's viewed as – likely being uh, setting in stone that this system's not going to change before the 2026 season that they're going to probably evaluate the contract at that point. So, so that does mean that, yeah, we don't expect any expansion or any change to the format before then. Texas loses a couple of players to a knee injury and one player to suspension. Is this roster teetering a little bit early in the season? I'll tell you what, if you if you gave me a list of Texas uh, players and, and said who can they not afford to lose, 
I mean, these might be two of the top guys that you had on the list and junior Engelau and also Isaiah Mayer at wide receiver. Uh, Engelau is their best offensive lineman by a pretty good margin. And now they're probably going to be thrust into a position where they might be starting three true freshmen against Alabama in that week two game, which these are talented guys. I mean, Kelvin Banks is a legit, legit, uh, you know, top 15 five-star guy, and he's probably going to start at tackle. And they have these other guys who came in, you know, Cole Hudson was somebody who enrolled early, but that's a lot to ask from any true freshman. And and so uh, that's a tough loss for them. And Isaiah Nair had, really been turning heads during camp with his explosive ability at wide receiver. Uh, you know, they've got their number one re- uh, receiver back in Xavier Worthy, who's going to be an All-America contender. But, man, not having that second guy out there who's kind of a little bit of a proven commodity in college football is brutal for them. I, I expect Ajayi Hall to, to probably come back before the Alabama game, uh, he, who's the suspended receiver. But, I mean, at the same time, I, you kind of felt like Worthy and Nier was going to be that one-two punch that you could rely on. All of a sudden, if they're suddenly not going to be able to block as well as they hoped and they're not going to have the explosive weapons that they thought that they would, I mean, a lot's going to be then on Quinn Ewers or Hudson Card and that defense, which I think are the biggest question marks on this team right now. So I think it puts them in a really, really tough position, honestly, and uh, especially on the offensive line. I don't think that's any way to really recover from it. How good is the Big Ten? I mean, just as a as a group, how good is that conference? Yeah, you know what's interesting about the Big Ten is they have one team that can legitimately win the national championship right now, right? I I mean, Ohio State is that team, and and now that's true of most conferences. They they only have one team or so, but uh, you know, once you get past that group, it is kind of interesting. I think they've got a lot of teams that are top ten, top fifteen caliber, but you know, we make this comparison a lot between the Big Ten and the SEC because they both, from a financial perspective, uh, kind of you know d- do things at a similar level. But from a competition perspective, there really hasn't been a whole lot of competition between them, right? I mean, it, it kind of you, you have that top group of three or four teams that can be New Year's Six caliber teams, and past that, it kind of hasn't necessarily been that good. So. I think that they are a very good conference. They're clearly the number two conference in college football, but uh, I I think their inability to win national championships or even have multiple teams competing in a legitimate way for national championships, it holds them back. And I think that's one of the reasons that you see them add USC, another program that we know can win a national championship in the modern era. Uh, And I think that also they view that as potentially a way to expand into California from a recruiting perspective to try to get more of their programs competing for uh, national contention. So we'll see. I, I think that's, uh, that's we'll see how the money changes dynamics for them, if there's any programs that can use that uh, to, to prop themselves up a little bit. But right now, I mean, it is kind of a pretty good conference that, that really can't uh, stake its claim as being as elite as a, a conference like the SEC. Jay Hahn for the Big 12, best game week one. Oh, but best game week one. That's a tough question. Uh, all, see, all the all the good games that I can think of are week two. Uh, so, so you know, you have Texas versus Alabama in week two. You've got Baylor versus BYU in week two. I'm trying to think what what else is going on in week one. I, a lot of uh, the Big Twelve teams, you know, end up scheduling kind of FCS matchups for these opening games or, or easier games. But, uh, but I'd really, I, I really think that week one's a little bit more of an appetizer to week two with two again. I think truly national caliber games on that schedule. 
Visiting with Shayhan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. Shayhan, uh, in, in again, this is just for fun, but looking at looking across the landscape of college football, uh, of all of the of all of the first year head coaches, uh, and let, you know, hang on, we're going to take SC out of the equation. Of all of the of all the first year head coaches besides USC, who, who's the team that you're looking at and you're most interested in? Yeah, no, so so obviously, you know, you have to look at USC, but I, I think that for me, you know, Oklahoma is going to be so interesting this year. I don't know what to expect whatsoever from that team because this is a program that's won 11 games basically every single year uh, over the last five years and been competitive for the Big 12. And, and their big disaster year was last year where they still went 11 and two. And now you have a new coaching staff coming in. The roster is 40% new players. They've got a new quarterback. They've got a new defensive system uh you know it's going to be different and and i'm curious to see one how different things end up being and two whether this is an oklahoma thing that they win 11 games every year or whether it was a lincoln riley thing that they win 11 games every year you know things are going to be very different this year it's going to be structured differently i think that they're going to be trying to work through a cultural change and I'm curious how quickly that happens because I, I think that, you know, at Oklahoma, Oklahoma is one of the great jobs in college football, one of the great programs in college football. But I, I do think that there could be a little bit of a rocky transition if, if things don't hit exactly right. Another team that I'll point to is also Notre Dame, obviously Marcus Freeman taking over there. And, uh, and again, same sort of deal. I think it's even though, Notre Dame was a top five team last year. I think that this is a transition year for Notre Dame. Uh, you know, they lost a lot of their great players. Jack Cohn at quarterback off to the NFL. I, I, I'm going to be curious to see how quickly things come together. They lost their two leading wide receivers, their top running back. Uh, they're going to need to get more dynamic. And, and you sort of wonder if this is going to be a little bit of a gap year. And then in 2023 and 2024, they get back to national prominence. But I, I also am going to be curious to see what Notre Dame under Marcus Freeman is looks like versus what they've looked like the past couple of years under Brian Kelly. Have uh, have you set your schedule for 2022 where you're going? Uh, not quite as yet. Not quite as yet. We're kind of, we're, we're a bit reactive. You know, we want to see what goes on early in the season and then, uh, and then hopefully we'll be able to see what I'm able to get out to. All right. We're, we're, I just got to know where are you? Have you, have you got opening day nailed down? Have you got September the 3rd nailed down yet? Man, for, for opening weekend, right, because it goes Thursday through Monday, basically. They usually like to have us uh, just working from home, man, because right. it is crazy out there. And unfortunately, there's no AT&T uh, kickoff classic this year in Dallas. So I'm going to keep an eye on things, going to see if there's an opportunity to head out to something, maybe TCU or SMU or something, but, uh, but probably going to be working from home that day. Sounds good. Hey, what are you working on now for CBSSports.com? Yeah, well, we just released our, uh, or we're just set to release our preseason All-America team later this week. I believe it might be coming out tomorrow, I believe. And then on Thursday, we've got our freshman All-America team coming from 247 Sports. And I'll kind of have a list of some of the main guys that I think that we really need to keep an eye on as well. So uh, make sure to, to check out CBSSports.com for that. And and yeah, I mean, we're, we're getting here to the season. It's, it's happening. It is. It's just around the corner, that's for sure. Hey, Shayhan, thanks so much. We appreciate your time as always. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. Shayhan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com does a great job. All right, uh, 747. We're 13 now away from 8 o'clock, and we are brought to you in part by Morrison's Gifts. You know, uh, school starting, and in some cases, school starting today. 
I know some schools started actually last week, but uh, a lot of schools either started yesterday, but I know that there's a bunch of schools that are actually starting today. And uh, look, Morrison's Gifts, it's not too late for you to uh, grab that gift, uh, that back-to-school gift from Morrison's Gifts, just in time for that student in your life. Choose a personalized John Hart backpack or a lunchbox, now 20% off. How about some luggage uh, for that for that kiddo going back to college? Uh, you can get them Consuela or Lola brand bags. Uh, and they've also got the clear bags. Boy, that is that is huge, ladies. You know you got to have that clear bag for when you go into the stadiums and into the auditoriums uh, during sporting events. Need the clear bag right there at Morrison's Gifts. They got them for you, and they got them in a size to fit all of your needs. Great dorm room gifts as well. It's Morrison's Gifts. And they're at the uh, corner of Valley Mills Drive next to Jason's Deli. Stop by and see them today and tell them we sent you by. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. Hurts in the gun for the Eagles coming left to right in the green shirts. Only heard here. Snap is back. Little read option. He keeps it up the middle and runs slam into a wall and loses yards. All season. Micah Parsons. Saturday night. It's your Cowboys and the L.A. Chargers. Live from SoFi Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Chargers, Saturday at 8 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Central Texas College offers day, night, weekend, online, and lunchtime classes on multiple sites. So when people ask, what are you up to this weekend? You can be like, "Uh, not much, just earning my college degree. Got any lunch plans? You're like, oh yeah, I got big plans. Find time for those big plans at ctcd.edu. Central Texas College for students of the real world. CTC classes in Colleen, Fort Hood, and online start August 22nd. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Midway All-Stars are the champions of Little League softball. They needed an extra inning to beat Maryland 5-4 to claim the 12th World Series softball title for Midway Little League. The Texas Rangers have fired manager Chris Woodard. The team lost 76 more games than it won during his nearly four seasons on the job. Third base coach Tony Beasley is serving as the interim manager. The Rangers were 1-0 after the change after beating Oakland 2-1. Game two of that series in Arlington tonight, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The Astros' bullpen blew a 2-0 lead in the eighth as the White Sox beat Houston 4-2. Game two of that series tonight in Chicago. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. 
Game Time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service and Robinson and Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. All right, 7.51, we're uh, not away from 8 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. And earlier today, we were talking about uh, the uh, dismissal of Chris Woodward. We'll get into that uh, coming up uh, at the top of the hour with Joe Wilson from rangerstoday.com. But a couple of notes from our CNC Collision Center text line. Uh, from the uh, 512, it says, uh, let's see what it says here. It says... Don't matter who Rangers get as coach until John Daniels is gone. The manager will always get fired. J.D. is the problem, not the managers. He ran off Nolan Ryan. And I'm not sure that I'm going to argue with any of that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, J.R. says, I'm with Ward, but we'll be interested if they bring the fan bus back. <laughs> you know, we've had more questions about the fan bus this year. As you should. Uh, yeah. That was that was a good time. I would try anybody because you can't get any lower. Now, come on. They're in third place. Oakland is behind them. Uh, I, I suspect they're going to have a better record than they had a year ago. No guarantees. They're eight wins away. You don't think they can win eight games in out of the next 50? Nope. Yeah, maybe they can. Eight games to get to, but that's not saying much, kids. That's sixty and one hundred and two, which is what they were a year ago, with guys that are some guys not even in baseball right now. I mean, there's you know, it's it was a bad roster. I and look, I I expect them to start making those call ups. So I mean, September they may 1st. not they may not get there. Well, they might. They might not. I mean, obviously, September 1st is I mean, when you get to do is, the... This is a time where it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't care what their record is. Let's go find what they've got and get these young guys some at-bats. That's all I care about. I don't care about wins. No, and and, and that may be part of the, the other equation is w- with the timing of this thing is it, it, it wasn't the, you know, it wasn't about wins. I mean, what are you, other than having a better record and than than a year ago there's what are you playing for you're not playing for a playoff spot you're, I, you're, I don't think I you're mean, playing for anything other than to evaluate the young talent that you have in that farm system and find out either what you can use or what you can deal and, and there is there is that that there's a point to that i mean there are guys that can that you know can play at the minor league level but can they play in the big in the big leagues can you know it's a different animal it, it is a totally different animal for a lot of different reasons. And, you know, yeah, you, I mean, I think you, you would like to see uh, where you are. And it gives you a a compass, if you will, for 2023. And whoever is the new manager will also have an opportunity to look back at some video and, and you know, and, and know kind of where, where he begins with 2023. So... I don't know. Do you suspect that they'll have somebody in place before the World Series is concluded? Probably not. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what their timing on it is. I, I would be curious. Uh, you know, you you know how it works in 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 the athletic arena. If you're going to cut somebody loose, you better have four names. You're, you're about to f- pick up the phone and call. Uh, 
to figure out what direction you're going to go. So we'll see. We'll see how that all how that all unfolds. Uh, you heard it on SportsCenter. Do want to congratulate uh, uh, again the uh, Midway All Stars. They were trailing Maryland three to nothing. Came back, put a four spot on the board, and went on to a to a five three win. So. Again, this was this was a team that they had one goal, and that was to get to a regional. Well, they did; uh, they went far beyond a regional. They went it all, and uh, that's that's pretty darn impressive. And uh, good stuff there. Congratulations to the Midway All Star uh, Little League girls as they win the uh, as they win the World Series championship. You think they're going to have fun when they get back to town and and get get into school and all that kind of cool stuff? And Should be a parade for them. You would think. You would think. Uh, so good stuff. All right. 7.56. We're uh, four minutes away from 8 o'clock. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. We will talk to Jeff Wilson, get all of our Ranger questions lined up. And if you've got a Ranger question that you'd like us to ask, Jeff, jump on our CNC Collision Center text line at 254-662-1660. We'll get that done for you. Right now, we're going to bring in the voice of the Bears, John Morris. He's got today's Big 12 preview. It's time for today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Today, a look at the West Virginia Mountaineers. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, continuing our series of Big 12 football previews. Today, a second look at the West Virginia Mountaineers, where head coach Neil Brown is looking at changing things up with a tough early schedule. Details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Every team knows that the two-point play can be a winning move. That's why State Farm agent Bart Romig and his team are here to help you go for two by combining your home and auto insurance. It's a great call that saves you time and money. So go for the win and score savings by combining your home and auto. It's just another way we're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Bart Romig at 772-5025 today. When it comes to choosing a mortgage lender, exactly who you work with has never mattered more than it does in today's economic climate. The Wood Group of Fairway Mortgage has been and continues to be Waco's most trusted mortgage lender. Ask any expert and they'll tell you now is the best time to purchase a new home. Inventory's up, competition is down, and rates are still historically low. I'm Chris Allman with the Wood Group of Fairway Mortgage. Call or text today at 254-717-6111. Let's talk financing and how we can help you afford the home you've always wanted. NMLS license number 1808404. Want the latest in Baylor Nike gear for the new season? Check it out at the Baylor Bookstore on campus or online at baylorshop.com. Hi, Kyle Citrano here with George's Restaurant, Bar, and Catering to tell you about what's new this season. Come enjoy one of our brand new Big O cocktails and try some of our new items like avocado toast, Italian nachos, and shrimp and grits. You can watch the game on our 200-inch Big O screens at either location. Check out our new menus and party package options online at georgeswaco.com or come see for yourself. Serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner Monday through Saturday at both of our locations. George's number one at 1925 Spate Avenue and George's number two at 1201 Hewitt Drive. Sick'em Bears. Now, here's today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Here's the voice of the Bears, J-Mo. And welcome back. Today, a second look at the West Virginia Mountaineers. If you remember a year ago, they opened with a tough 30-24 to loss to the Maryland Terrapins. This year, they opened on a Thursday night, September 1st, against Pitt in Pittsburgh. Head coach Neil Brown says they are looking at it from every angle, trying to get off to a fast start to this season. 
it's hard to play a really good team early. It is. Um, now the good thing is, is, is a lot of time, you know, well, the, it's not a lot of time all the time is they're playing their first game too, but we did not perform very well in that Maryland game last year. And so we've really studied going back into January and in the spring is how we did fall camp. We've redone and, you know, our calendar's different, how we practice is different, how long we go, um, what time we get the kids out of here in the evenings, number of off days. I mean, all this kind of stuff. We've changed almost a, a 180 about how we've really approached camp in mind to be at our, you know, as good as we can possibly be on that Thursday night in Pittsburgh. And so whatever we did last year leading up to that game wasn't good enough. And so rather than trying to do the same thing over and over, over again, you know, because we got a rivalry game again, you know, we went out and studied how the best that play early, how they do it. And, and we've taken some of those things and, and really changed. That's Neil Brown, the head coach at West Virginia. The Mountaineers open Thursday night, September 1st, against Pitt. And that's today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. I'm John Morris. Are you tired of the same old boring pizza? Well, it's time to step it up and head on over to Village Pizzeria and Gelato Bar in Union Hall off Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco. This pizza is a handcrafted cuisine from the Castillo family, serving the fine food since the 1930s. Order by the slice or a whole pie or try Castillo's spaghetti and meatballs. Top your meal off with Italian gelato with many flavors to choose from. Village Pizzeria and Gelato Bar in Union Hall, Waco. Stop by or check them out at villagepizzeria.com. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done, too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment. They're on it. Whatever it is. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, just after 8 o'clock, welcome into Hour 2 of the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Ron, we're glad you're with us. And from rangerstoday.com, we welcome in Jeff Wilson. Jeff, good morning. How are you today? I'm good, guys. How are you? Doing terrific. We appreciate the time. Hey, uh, were you a little surprised by the timing of uh, of the uh, of Chris Woodward's uh, uh, termination? I was. I was. And um um, to, I mean, to tell you the truth, I'd heard a little something Sunday night that something was going on and somebody talked me off of it. And, uh, so I went to bed on, went to work the next morning, got up and I was working, I was working out when it happened. So I had to get off the treadmill and start making phone calls. Uh, I, I could have seen it happening next month. You know, um, I thought they would give him a little more time, especially after, listening to front office guys say, yeah, well, we've been tied up with the draft and been tied up with the trade deadline and we haven't really had a time to evaluate it. Well, I guess, I guess, you know, two weeks was, was enough for them or, or they had already made their decision long ago. Jeff, the biggest reason in your mind why Chris will not go forward with this club? Yeah. You know, uh, just kind of looking back at it and, and, and what everybody said yesterday, I, I think that, I think that the, the team, has has played 
uh, too has been too sloppy. And you know, you, you can look at, at fielding mistakes, and, and there have definitely been some of those, including in, in the win Sunday, what proved to be Chris Weber's last game. But there's also just been like bad execution of pitches. Uh, you know, you see a lot of home runs hit on on 0-2 counts or 1-2 counts, and uh, you know, balls that get past the catchers, just things that that you don't see. Let's say the Braves and Dodgers do a whole heck of a lot. So um, I, I think ultimately um, that is is what what got him. And you know, you could argue that that, and I think I, I, I kind of made the point today. Um, he he was he was dealt a pretty crummy hand um, for for the last two and a half years, and uh, you know might not have the talent to that and the, you know, the player the caliber of player the experienced player that that could do that, but you know ultimately it falls on him to to make guys better, and right now just they're not playing at the the level to reach their capacity their 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 full uh, capabilities. A lot of a lot of conversation about one run losses, and, and you've been around this game a long time. How much does that fall at the feet of the manager, and how much does that fall at the feet of the players from not executing in those close games? Well, I mean, it's probably a pretty equal balance of both. I mean, I, you know, you can you can look at that stretch coming out of the All Star break, those those games in Seattle uh, that were one run losses. Look, <laughs> you know, in, in one specific game that I can think of, Chris Woodward did everything right to get the Rangers into the lead. Uh, it was a game in which, uh, you know, the, the first baseman, Nate Lowe, didn't make a couple of plays that, that led to some early Seattle runs. But, but you know, Woodward did a, a really good job, I thought, managing the bullpen and, and, and using the bench to get the Rangers to lead. And, and then he went with the best of what he had, and it, it ended up being Brett Martin, and he gave it up. So, you know, that, that, one, that one's not on the manager. But look, you know, you can look at the the 2016 team that won the the West and won 96 games and had the best record in the American League. They were terrific in one run games. And what happened to them? They got bounced in 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 uh, you know three straight games in, in the postseason series. So um, I, I think you know luck is a, is a big factor. And and if, if you don't have an experienced team or a good team, and and you know there's a weakness like the bullpen, it's going to come back and get you. And I don't know that all that all falls on the manager. Is it time now for a abundance of call-ups and, and find out what you actually – I mean, everybody says that this is one of the best farm clubs in, in baseball. Is it now time to find out, is it really at this level? Well, you know, I, I, I can see that argument for sure, and, and I would you know I would like to see Sam Huffback in the major leagues. I'd like to see Josh Young called up. I think that will happen eventually, probably September – but also, you know, they, they, one of the things they talked about yesterday was building momentum. Well, you build momentum through wins. You don't build momentum through having, you know, seven guys who are who started here in the minor leagues in your lineup. So, um, I, I think I think there will be some call ups. I don't think it'll be immediate. I, I know today, you know, they need a spot start from Koei Arihara. Uh, he's obviously not a prospect or part of the future. But you know, guys like I mentioned, Win Young, I'm sorry, Colwin, Josh Young, and Sam Huff. I think they have a good chance here at the end of the year. What direction does this club go, in your opinion? Well, I don't know. You know, they, if, if you kind of look at their – this is my third – this will be my fourth manager. The previous three are Ron Washington, Jeff Bannister, and then and Chris Woodward, and they all had no managerial experience. Um, 
Now, I don't, I don't, I don't know if if the Rangers will want a, a proven guy who, who is a you know has has been a manager. You know, there are some big names out there. Joe Madden's out there. If if you like Joe Madden, Joe Girardi is out there. If you like what he did with the Yankees, uh, but I, I I don't I don't know that that's the way the Rangers go. You know, I, I think that I, I really honestly I, I hope that Tony Beasley is a candidate. Uh, the interim manager, he, you know, the beloved guy, uh, has a has a a little bit of a, a different way of looking at the game. Um, he's not tied to analytics, not that not that Chris Woodward was, but Beasley is less so. Not, now, of course, I would I would love if they brought Ron Washington back. Uh, I, I don't know if that's going to happen, but um, I, I would I would expect kind of a manager in this vein, a young guy. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Bobby Wilson, the, the the catching instructor, got got a got an interview. Um, maybe a recently retired player. Um, you know, I I think fans might might like to see Michael Young. I don't think he has any interest in that with his, his kids still in school and still in the house. So I don't know. But but you know, last year or I'm sorry, the last time they hired a manager, they they ended up hiring Woodward from from uh, the Dodgers, and they had to wait till after the World Series was over. So. Uh, it could take a while. Yeah, that that was my next question. What is the timetable on this, or is there a timetable on this? They they obviously have plenty of time until the off season. Yeah, and I'm sure that they can they can put out their feelers now and 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 try to line things up. You know, when they when they dismissed Jeff Bannister, um, it was with about ah, shoot ten days, ten ten games left in the season, um, and and the, the hire was made. I was in Washington D.C. on vacation. And, late late october or early november uh it, it it did drag on uh but you know their off season wasn't affected by it or anything so i don't think there is a timeline i think that you know if, if there's a candidate on a playoff team that they want to talk to they'll wait it out and be thorough with it but uh, i would expect you know once the season ends there'll be like a rush of interviews guys who are out of work or whose seasons are over and then and then it could drag on a little bit potentially john daniels chris young will uh will, will i guess lead this charge are, are is John Daniels is how how important of a hire is this for John Daniels? Let me ask the question that way. Well, I, I you know I, you guys have been around sports a long time, and you know that when a a new guy gets hired, as you know Chris Young was, they they like to make an imprint and, and get their own hires. Now I don't I don't know how heavily he was uh, influencing this decision. If it was a you know an equal an equal uh, thought uh, if ownership put its thumb down. I, I'm not sure, but um, I, I think that, I think that, you know, this is a, a, as much a Chris Young hire as it is a, a John Daniels hire. Now six straight losing seasons, you know, what, what has John Daniels done for the, for anybody lately? Um, you know, my, my answer to that is ownership bought into this rebuild plan. It was his plan. It was before Chris Young was hired. You know, it, it happened in 2020. And, and Ray Davis, the, the principal owner, if you will, he uh, he has always believed that that a healthy team builds from within. So he's all on board with this farm system thing, and 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 it's worked so far. And, you know, if you see the, if you believe the talent, if you believe industry publications, the Rangers have a loaded farm system, but now it needs to come to fruition. <clears throat> and you know, they keep they keep saying that 2023 is a year. I don't think they can win with a bunch of rookies next year. So it's going to be interesting. It'll be an important hire. 
I think the off season is going to be pretty important and pretty interesting from a free agent and player acquisition standpoint. So um, it's going to be a big off season. And then, yeah, John Daniels needs to, needs to get some things in, in, in order. Cause I, I really do think that at some point um, his, his neck will have to start being on the line. Well, and I was going to ask you, you, you talk about it being a, an important off season uh, in, in what direction they go as far as free agent acquisitions. Shouldn't the manager or should the manager be involved in, yes, I want that guy on my club or no, I don't. And that's why I was curious about the timing of, of when they get the the new guy in. Yeah, he, sh- he should be, you know, and then his, you know, his insights, maybe he has a history of certain guys, you know, Chris, Chris Woodward has, has a, a real long history with Corey Seager and was pretty instrumental in getting Seager to sign with the Rangers. Um, so, so that, that definitely always helps, you know, um, uh, but you know, I, I think the you know the Rangers already have an idea of what they want to do. They want to get starting pitching. Uh, I think I think you know if you look at the free agent class, it ain't great. So maybe they they have to work on some trades, which which the manager really doesn't have much of a, a, a say or hand in. Uh, but yeah, with free agents and and you know and the free agent, I'm sure wants to know who the heck he's going to be playing for. You know, you know he if he sees a list of candidates. And then he's like, well, I don't like that guy at all. I don't want, I don't even want to take a chance if, if he's going to be the manager, you know, so you definitely want it settled. I, I would say by the time free agency opens, just kind of rebooting here. What is a, a realistic goal for this team? As far as wins is concerned, can, can this, can this club get to 70 plus? Yeah, they can. They've got uh, about 47 games to go. They're at, uh, shoot, what was last night? 52, sir. 52 wins. Um, obviously, they they very badly need to win 11 to avoid a, a second straight hundred loss season. I think that's I think that's very attainable. Um, you know, look if they if they if they're able to win 20 more games, you know, even you know go 20 and 27, that's still a that's still a 12 game improvement on last season. You know, so that's a pretty significant improvement. Um, if they could get to 75 wins, I think that'd be great. But the the more wins, the more momentum that they they build for 2023, uh, make themselves more attractive to to free agents, and uh, may, maybe maybe the more wins that 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 helps solidify uh, Tony Beasley's candidacy to to be the next full time manager. And that's where I was going. I was going. Is he? Is this a? Is this a audition, so to speak, uh, for Beasley right now? Yeah, and then uh, Chris Young said he's definitely going to be a candidate for the job. You know, when again, if you go back to Ron Washington, uh, when when he left the team, Tim Bogart took over, and the Rangers were like fourteen and nine, I think fourteen and ten down the stretch, and everybody's like, oh, well, Bogart is going to be the guy. You know, look how well they responded to him. Uh, look at look at what he was able to do, and he didn't get the job. So it it, it it's really um, it, it's nice to read into it, and and. Bogar is a great guy. Uh, Tony Beasley is a tremendous human being and a great story, all the things he's overcome. Um, but there's no guarantees. Jeff, tell us a little bit about uh, rangerstoday.com and uh, where we can find it and, and what we're going to get. Well, uh, rangerstoday.com, uh, there you go. That's the website. <laughs> it's it's five ninety nine a month. It's it's $60 a year. Uh, look, you're, you're going to get exclusive stuff that nobody else has if you if you're a big prospect nerd i'm your guy and if if, if you want uh you know tr sullivan writes history of, of the rangers and 
and uh, you know every every Sunday I have a feature on the major league team, and then there's news like like yesterday, and then and perspective that I'm not sure that that other outlets have to offer, and we're cheap, and we're cheap. That's the, that's the, that's the big thing. We're cheaper than everybody else. Very affordable. Hey Jeff, thanks so much. Appreciate your time today, and thanks for uh, the uh, the great coverage on uh, on the uh, Chris Woodward story. Appreciate your time. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. You got it. Have a you great day. Time, guys. Yep. You bet. Bye. Jeff Wilson from uh, rangerstoday.com. Uh, he, he, he's the third guy to mention Rod Washington's name today, which kind of cracks me up. But he also said Tony Beasley would be a candidate, according to Chris no. Young. And I thought uh, I thought Ward was going to come out of his chair. He, he, he does not want Tony Beasley no. as the skipper of this club. All right, Uh, 8.15, we're 15 minutes after 8 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. What do you say we get a check on the weather forecast this morning, get you up to speed on what's happening with Mother Nature? I'm, I'm going to guess this hour hot. is brought to you by Alliance Bank. At Alliance Bank, you'll find superior service and products to meet your financial needs. Sunny and hot, highs near 99 today, south winds 15 to 20 miles per hour. This evening, lows down around 80 degrees with that south wind continuing. Currently, it is 82 degrees. Recently on the John Moore Show. We are pleased to have with us the new commissioner of the Big 12 Conference, Brett Yormark. I'd like to build the brand of the Big 12 um, in New York. I'm not sure a lot of people know the Big 12 brand. And candidly, I want to make it a national brand that's recognizable all over the country. And when student athletes are in their senior year and they're contemplating what's next, I want them to say, I need to go to the Big 12. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. At Central Texas College, they know that in the real world, life gets in the way of plans sometimes. That's why they offer day, night, weekend, online, and lunchtime classes on multiple sites to fit your schedule. More importantly, they can save you thousands at one of the most affordable colleges in the region. Interested in moving up in the world? Learn more at ctcd.edu. Central Texas College, for students of the real world. CTC classes in Colleen, Fort Hood, and online start August 22nd. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahea. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond has Waco's largest selection of President Donald Trump merchandise items. If you're looking for Trump caps, T-shirts, flags, placards, and more, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond is the place to go. And while you're there, check out their large selection of saddles, tag, guns, ammo, western furniture, and gift items such as metal art and home decor. It's the world's greatest western store. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. 
Luckily, I met the team at Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency. With the Nietzsche Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers. And you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nietzsche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nietzsche Group at 1-800-258-8302. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling and Foundation, Myatt Fuels, and Asco Equipment in Belton. Eight nineteen game time. Tom Ward, Ryan, and time to welcome in Stephanie. From sales. You say that with great enthusiasm. (laughs) I'm just scared. Of what? There's no telling what's... Never mind. What do you got for us this morning? Swamp soccer. (laughs) Boy, I got about nine million on my... It's it's a thing, Ryan. It started in Finland, and you have six players on each team. 12-minute halves, same rules as soccer, no offsides, and you play in mud, basically. They have a World Cup every year in Scotland, the third week in June. So we just missed it. But it's real popular in Finland, Iceland, Holland, Russia, Brazil. London. No, they oh, London oh. didn't show up. Imagine that. <laughs> wow. And you would think it would because it rains there all the time, right? So you would think they would be into it. Hang on. Are you watching? Yes, he's looking. Mm-hmm. It's a thing, isn't it, Ward? It is. See? Swamp. Sucker. Even Brian. Ryan, are you looking at it? So you, do you, is it, I mean, I, I, and obviously you got to have. You just a, play in the mud. Okay. It's, it's, yeah. It's just mud. It's not like three or four feet deep or anything. It's just. It's, up to, it's up to their waist. Is it really? Yeah. Now, so if it's up to your waist, how can you kick a ball? I'm, I'm just saying. I'm not sure. Exactly. They are. They are. Because they're, <laughs> oh, they're the gifted. whole field is not up to the, but I mean, there's guys that are sinking down to their like to their waist and then some down to their knees and there's a lot of falling down. And <laughs> Look at Tom's face. Well, I'm He's watching. Like... I'm watching one of the uh, Ryan's got the video pulled up and there's a couple of places on that on that field, if you want to call it that. <laughs> where it, it is really it i mean it's it's more than a swamp i mean wow that's it, interesting i know it's a thing so here's my deal here we go <laughs> what strange cat sat around and goes you know what let's do let's 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 destroy a field and, and then put up a couple of soccer nets and see if well, we can't get a league started well you know they they started it. It was an, actually an exercise routine for soldiers back in the day. Oh yeah, it, yeah. It was squishy, so it like it, it was. Did you say what? It, it, was, it was squishy. Okay. You know, like soldiers. You know, I watch those movies. They trample through the mud, so it was like an exercise. Is, is this just guys, or is it co-ed? I mean, uh, it's co-ed. That would be fun. And then it is okay. So after they win, or after they play, these guys are diving into the mud. Into the mud, and then and then they go take a shower. I bet. Well, how do you know they do that? <laughs> I would hope so. Well, yeah, but I mean, you don't know that. No, you don't. But they could go back to work or something. 
Oh yeah, all money. Yeah, yeah. So it's oh, th- he's not kidding. This dude is stuck <laughs> and up to his waist. <laughs> See, all right. It's it's a thing. Stephanie, thanks. You're welcome. Uh, I hope you gr- have a great day. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. I mean. Thanks for enlightening us. You're welcome. I mean, this guy's trying to kick the soccer ball, and he keeps sinking to his waist. Well, hey, they say we're supposed to rain next week. Maybe we should go buy it. No, no, no. Lord, you you always have my back. Now you're saying no. Not this. He's waiting for the camel, too. I mean, I'll, I'll watch it, but I'm not. Participating. for the camel. You said we could go ride a camel in Valley Mills, and you haven't set that up yet. You said that. Okay. I'll be looking. I'll, I'll, I'll make some calls. I'll make some calls. You said, make some calls. You, yeah. Are you going to call the camel? I mean. <laughs> I know. Somebody's got to own the camel. You said there's a camel in Valley Mills, Texas, that we could ride. Did I ride. say that? Yes, you did. I think you said that. No, I did not. I'll call Cameron Park Zoo. Well, they're not. Cameron Park Zoo's not going to let us ride the camel. They're not, they're not going to let us get on a camel. No, right. no, they're not. We'll I call can, and see. I'll call and see. Yeah, you watch we'll ride your camel. You you watch how quick they hang up on you. They're going to think Lions, you're a prank caller. Bears. Oh my! Yeah, they're going to go another prank <laughs> caller. Boom! Down down goes no, the phone. No, I'll tell them I'm calling from Tom Barfield's office yeah. with ESPN. Yeah, yeah you do that. Do that. You do, do that. that. <laughs> All right, thanks, Steph. 24 after 8, 824. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, fall football camp continues for the Bears. And and uh, uh, last night after practice, Chris Morgan, or Christian Morgan, rather, uh, one of the uh, fifth year s- uh, seniors, met with the media after uh, after practice. And one of the things that he talked about was, uh, was the secondary and the quality of the secondary. Secondary is looking real good. Um, I think we're just building on the momentum that we uh, had last year. I think we were pretty solid last year, mm-hmm. and I think we're just trying to get better every day, like Coach Miranda says. Morgan, as we mentioned, plays uh, in that secondary, and he talked about his role as a leader on this team. It's a uh, it's a lot of young guys in the secondary, so I'm trying to be the leadership role. I have a lot of experience, so I'm trying to just give all the young guys knowledge and uh, of all the experience that I've had over the past few years. So. Six one two eleven, fifth year senior, four year letterman. Uh, yeah, I'd say he's going to be a leader on the club. And and in, in Ward, one of the things that we've heard is is just how good this defense is playing right now, early in fall camp. And and boy, that is you know what's what do we say if they don't score, you can't lose. And in in you know, look, this is this is going to be a really high end defense before it's all said and done. You think so? I mean, it, it has a certain has the potential of, of, you know, repeating as a very, very good defense. They've got some depth, uh, we think. Uh, so, you know, that that should be the strength of this football team. Clearly was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Clearly was a year ago. Uh, you know, I mean, and, and again, you, you want to see. There's still some big holes to well, fill. Yeah. I mean, in. In 99% of the time, I mean, that's, you know, with graduation and, and with the NFL draft and those type things and the transfer report, all that stuff, you, you, I, I don't know how. Is there a team in America that doesn't have some question marks? Alabama. They don't have any? Not, not in my mind. <laughs> well, all right then. Uh, but, look, I, for the most part, I think mo- most everybody has question marks. I, I just, I, you look at the, the team and you look at the – 
it, what is coming back and, and how much experience and playing time these guys got a year ago. And uh, I just think this is – I think it's a, a group right now, particularly early, I think we'll lean on the defense. You're going to have a, a first-year starter at quarterback. You're going to have a young, inexperienced receiving core. You're going to have a uh, a running back that's that's new from from a year ago. So you've you're you know you're going to have a I think a lot more question marks on the offensive side of the football than you are on the defensive side. Yeah, maybe. I, I still think there's some big holes to fill on the defensive side. The, the strength of the defense is their defensive line, linebacker got some questions. Secondary big questions. I I don't know. Uh, I think there's a lot of a lot of holes to fill on the defensive side. And look, it's it's hard to duplicate what they did last year. So expectations are high as well. That puts pressure on on everybody as well. But you're right. There's the the quarterbacks new. Uh, they're going to lean on that offensive line to be the leaders of that offense early in the in in the season. And look, I, if if you're leaning on your offensive line and you feel like that that's the strength of your offense, I'm good with that. Well, yeah, that's, that's what I was about to say. If if you're telling me that your O line and your D line are your strengths. Uh, I, I'm good. That's not a bad place to be. No, I mean because if if you win up there, then you've got a chance to win. Period. And I think that's what everybody looks at across the board when they rank this team in the top ten and when they predict this team to be Big Twelve Conference champions again. And I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I mean, we don't know. You, you have no clue what's going to happen as the season unfolds. But I, I like where they are, and I like their beginning point. And I think that again, this this team was led by its defensive unit a year ago, and I think that's where you begin again this year, particularly when you're trying to get some some other spots settled on the offensive side of the football. That's just, you know, hey, it's one guy's take. All right, 828, this is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, hang on. CNC Collision Center text line. Let's see, what do we got here? Cameron Park doesn't have camels. They do have bison, rhinos, elephants, and lions. Tom needs to ask if he can ride a lion. Sure. They've got camels. I don't think they do. The Cameron Park Zoo? I don't think they do. I don't remember seeing them there. Hang on. We're going to have to check on that. We're going to have to check on that. I, I need to know. It's a I, I'm going to say positively they don't. 828. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. What a year for Baylor Athletics. Smith spins out of the tackle. He's to the 25, to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Abram Smith into the end zone. Getting it in. Yes! Touchdown, Abram Smith. Touchdown, Bears. Abram Smith punches it in for Baylor. <laughs> I love it. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'm excited to share with you that we have over 100 new vehicles coming to us in the month of August. That means you can go back to school in style. So call us today and reserve your new Chevrolet and let us tell you about the largest and cleanest used car inventories in Central Texas. And don't forget that we have one of the best service and parts departments and top-notch body shops that help make your choice even clearer. So give us a call, 840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. we we'll treat you like family. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Deucen Forklifts because they get the job done too. Deucen builds cushion, 
electric and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Midway All-Stars are the champions of Little League softball. They needed an extra inning to beat Maryland 5-4 to claim the 12th World Series softball title for Midway Little League. The Texas Rangers have fired manager Chris Woodard. The team lost 76 more games than it won during his nearly four seasons on the job. The Rangers are 1-0 after the change, after beating Oakland 2-1. Game 2 of that series in Arlington tonight, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The Astros' bullpen blew a 2-0 lead in the 8th as the White Sox beat Houston 4-2. Game 2 of that series tonight in Chicago. At noon today, the Texas Sports Hall of Fame will induct new members into its Southwest Conference wing. Santana Dawson, Putt Schott, and Mari Buford are among those nine new members. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. Eight thirty-two. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Ward, have you had a chance? To look at the uh, AP Top 25 came out uh, yesterday afternoon, I think. Yes, I have. Any surprises for you? Not really. I was just, just not glancing really. I to mean, see if there's any. It's anything. a preseason poll. And I'm not a big fan of those, by nah, the way. Yeah, me neither. I have ne- right never been a big fan of a Top 25. I mean, it's fun to look at, but it, does it really mean anything? No. It means that the top four teams have an opportunity to go to the playoffs unless they blow it. Yeah, well, that, and that's what I can't stand about stuff like this. I mean, you, and again, I'm not saying just this particular poll, but I, I've often believed that in, in college football, you play your way out of a position instead of playing your way in, and I've always thought that's wrong. I think, isn't everybody zero and zero right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, last time I checked. Yeah, but I mean, you can you can look at teams and understand who's going to be better than somebody else. I get it. I mean, board. Yeah. I, I understand all that. I mean, I, I get all that. And I know that there's going to be – there's certain elite programs, I, you know, call them blue bloods, call them whatever you want to, that are going to be in contention year in, year out. And when they're not, when they have that occasional year that they're not, it's boy, it's it's big-time surprise. I mean, I get all that. But at the end of the day, and that's, that's why I have screamed uh, for a playoff and I've screamed for a 16-team playoff. Because I do want every conference cha- – I want championships to mean something. I want every conference champion to have an opportunity to, to be in the, in, the, in the conversation to win a national championship. I just think that's the way it should be. I can't imagine being a player. You played. I mean, could you imagine 
going into camp and going, okay, we may be able to contend for a conference championship, but that's where it ends? I it, Back then, it was just, hey, can we get to a bowl game? You know, what what bowl can we get to? Yeah. The, the, the conference championship, and, you know, that was – that was the ultimate goal to get to the Cotton Bowl back then. Wanted to, you wanted to play in the Cotton Bowl. You play in the Cotton Bowl, you're the you're the conference champion in the Southwest Conference. And you were so in the conversation was, for a lot more if you were in the Cotton Bowl because obviously the Southwest Conference and big you know well and, and, was big time. Yeah, but it also you know the realization then too was the national championship was more or less voted on and so yeah you know there were certain teams that were going to be able to play in you know the orange bowl or the rose bowl that that had the legitimate chance of of being that you know national champion and there were some times when you had a split champion yeah there I were. Mean, were absolutely i i i, I misspoke this morning and said upi but it used to be the upi poll mm-hmm. united press international then you had the ap poll and there were times where they the the champion was different Mm-hmm. I mean, th- there were several times. Yeah. But my point being, if, if you're playing division one college football and you're coaching division, whatever the case may be, I think everyone should have a legitimate opportunity to get into the playoffs and, and ha- you know, and who knows what happens. And look, are there certain leagues that you, it would take a, y- yes. It would take a miracle for that league. It's happened before, but it's happened before, and that's and that's that's just give everybody a fair and equitable chance. The cream is going to rise. It is the mm-hmm. best teams are going to get there ninety nine percent of the time. So what's the problem? They just I, don't, I don't want it. They somebody doesn't. They want to keep it in house. Have reins over it. Have well, control. And there's certain leagues and conferences and conference commissioners that want to dictate how this thing goes. Mm-hmm. But what's wrong with, I mean, you know, if your team or teams, plural, in, in one conference's case, are better than everybody else, aren't they going to rise to the top? Aren't they going to be there? They should. Most every year, that's that's how it all unfolds. The teams that are supposed to be there get there. When is the last time someone said, hey, boy, that's a Cinderella? Last year, Cincinnati, who had no business in the playoffs, in my opinion, but there you go. Well, well, you know why they were there. Because the committee got tired of hearing. That's exactly why they got there. Would they have? Well, let me just ask you this. If it's a 12-team playoff, are they there? Yeah. Absolutely, they are. Now, if you want to say certain teams, you know, in in your top four get a buy. I mean, there's all kinds of formulas that they're I, working I, on. I don't and all want that. any buys. I think I do think, and I have zero problem with certain teams, top eight or whatever. If you go to sixteen, the top in that first round, that the top eight teams get to host. I have no problem with that. I, I like the home game. Yeah, yeah that's a great idea. I, I, I've I've thought about that a million times. You know what? There's got to be a reward for winning and winning at a high level. So you know what? Make your you know use some kind of power. They do it ranking. in six A in Texas. Yeah, use use your power rankings. Uh, you know, and, and 
devise your power ranking and, and use your power ranking to give that team a, a home game, and that's their benefit. But everybody gets in. Every conference champion gets to participate. And then you have some at-large teams to get to your 16. I mean, that's just what I, I think should should happen. But, again, when you when, – and again, we started talking about the preseason top 25. But, you know, how do you know that Georgia's three and Ohio State's two? How do you know – how do you not – do we know that Georgia's not two and Ohio State's three? No, you don't. It's just a not. projection. Yeah. It's, you know, I started saying educated guess, but I'm going to go with projection just like you said. So, anyway, uh, it, it is Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson in the top four. Uh, Irish are five. Aggies are six. Then you have Oklahoma, as far as Big 12 are concerned. Oklahoma's nine. Baylor's ten. Oklahoma State's twelve. Uh, Cincinnati, the uh, future Big 12, Cincinnati, Houston, and BYU, ironically. Three of the four teams are 23, 24, and 25. So uh, there you go. Uh, Texas actually not in the top 25 uh, in the uh, in the AP poll. But anyway, uh, all right, uh, it is uh, 840. We're 20 away from 9. This is game time as we uh, move through here on a uh, – a Tuesday morning. We are uh, talking sports with you. And again, uh, you can, anything that you want to chime in on, we'd love to hear from you on our CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. This is game time. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. The Big 12, they tried to put a bear hug on the Pac-12. Okay, what does that mean? It means that they use some of those talks to take a peek at the Pac-12 and its finances while at the same time singling out some of those member schools of the Pac-12 and saying, come be with us. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the L.A. Chargers. Live from SoFi Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. Hey, it's me too. Hey, my phone's ringing. It's my mama. Hold on. Mama, you're on the radio. Oh, Lord, help. <laughs> We're making a commercial. Love you, bye. All right, well, that was my mama. How is your mama? She had brain surgery, so she got a soft spot. Y'all call my mama and tell her, like, we hope she gets to feeling better. 254-749-2183. But she does need well wishes. And Uh-oh. so do we at Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair at 254 Well, we wish you would call. 4922 hey, I did that. Or That's me. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond has Waco's largest selection of if you're looking for Trump caps, T-shirts, flags, placards, and more, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond is the place to go. And while you're there, check out their large selection of saddles, tag, guns, ammo, western furniture, and gift items such as metal art and home decor. It's the world's greatest western store, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Midway All-Stars are the champions of Little League softball. They needed an extra inning to beat Maryland 5-4 to claim the 12th World Series softball title for Midway Little League. The Texas Rangers have fired manager Chris Woodard. The team lost 76 more games than it won during his nearly four seasons on the job. The Rangers were 1-0 after the change, after beating Oakland 2-1. Game 2 of that series in Arlington tonight, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The Astros' bullpen blew a 2-0 lead in the 8th as the White Sox beat Houston 4-2. Game 2 of that series tonight in Chicago. At noon today, the Texas Sports Hall of Fame will induct new members into its Southwest Conference wing. Santana Dawson, Putt Schott, and Mari Buford are among those nine new members. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Nanai is your first word in local sports. <laughs> 17 away from nine. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Joined now by Waco High head coach Lyndon Hill. Lyndon, we were debating whether or not our, our zoo <laughs> had a uh, had a camel, and I'm showing <laughs> I'm showing Ward a picture of a giraffe. And I said, "See, see, they got one." He said, "That's a giraffe, you idiot!" <laughs> so, oh my goodness, uh, they do have lions there. I do know that. Yeah, and someone said, "You know, there you go, there you go." Hey, I, I know today's a busy day, crazy day uh, with the start of school. Always is every year, uh, but just kind of get us up to speed on, on the Waco Lions and, and kind of where you are through your uh, your first week plus of uh, a fall camp. Yeah, well, obviously we, we've gone through a full week. We were able to do a little inter-squad on Saturday, uh, and now now we kind of change our practice schedule to fit our in-school practice, but obviously we were training in the afternoon uh, early, you know, just to get our kids acclimated and get ready for what uh, we feel like they need to be ready for uh, throughout the year. And so uh, now now we're, we're pushing towards Thursday, uh, finally get to hit somebody else when we play Grand Prairie uh, up in the up in the Gopher Bowl for our scrimmage. And then obviously we're rolling into Fort Worth Southwest on the 26th uh, for our first home game, our first uh, varsity game. So uh, pretty excited uh, about that, that process, but feel like we're in a pretty good spot. Coach, what do you need to get out of Thursday scrimmage? You know, for me, scrimmages, you know, even by definition of the UIL, they're practices. And so uh, it, it is a glorified practice in a sense. Uh, but we, we want to know that we can run our base stuff and, and stop people out of base stuff and execute our base stuff uh, offensively to, to move the ball. And so at the end of the day, uh, we want to be able to see somebody different, uh, you know, react to a different stimulus a little bit uh but it, we've got to be able to do our base stuff because if all heck falls apart in the game we're going to go back to what our kids know and know the best so to me it's about getting kids looks getting them to hit something else but knowing that you can execute your base stuff uh against an opponent at, at any time we you know we know the story that it was a 6a program a year ago and what district and all that stuff we get all that but one of the other things that you had to do is you had to implement your new program you had to implement your new offense your new defense yes, and kids kids are thinking instead of reacting i think early on in that process now that you're a full year into that is everybody comfortable with what what the program is and, and what the expectations are 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, kids are kids, and so you're you're going to have to have some growth uh, in that process and maturation that will need to occur uh, with some some of our kids. But uh, we've seen massive growth in regards. I mean, it's seven thirty in the morning on the first day of school. We had seventy five kids up here this morning uh, for a workout at seven thirty, ready to go uh, and 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 lifting and getting their lift in first day of school. I can I can convincingly say I couldn't have done that a year ago. I mean, I, that's uh, with, with ease, I feel comfortable saying that. So, you know, I, I just think that the, the buy-in, the work ethic, the, the, the motivation that comes from working hard, uh, all those things put together push you to a much better place, but we weren't going to lower our demands on our, on our kids. You know, uh, I feel like one of the reasons that I was brought into this job was uh, because you know, we were executed at a high level schematically at places I'd been before. And so we weren't going to lower those demands uh, because of where Waco High had been most recently. Whatever it, but that also meant there was going to be a learning curve up front, kind of like you mentioned. And so we knew that. We knew that. But we are in a much, much better spot reacting more than than thinking if that makes sense coach is it a numbers game at your level i mean you mentioned the numbers being up and and having that it and continue to grow in that with the younger players having those numbers get bigger and bigger each and every year is that how a program has the consistency that you're looking for yeah well i, th- I think numbers as long as you have committed numbers uh, numbers can be misleading if they're not committed. But if you have committed numbers, then then obviously that breeds competition, which raises the level of your program. So numbers are important uh, if they're the right ones. And so, you know, us having numbers, I, I mean, just a year ago, we would have struggled to figure out exactly, you know, the, the numbers we would have had necessarily on a JV team and what that would have looked like and who would have played what and having a dual role, a lot of guys. And we're not going to really run into that this year, uh, barring some major change or major setback uh, in that regard. So, uh, you know, it's just a lot a lot better spot. But there was a massive amount of work that went into that uh, to build that back, right? Meetings with parents, home, home visits, uh, you know, heavy investment in our middle schools. Uh, you just don't see that right away kind of like you mentioned, that takes a little bit of time to, to kind of bring that to fruition. You you mentioned competition. Do you have a lot of competition for starting spots uh, uh, early in camp? Well, you know, we, we definitely do at DB. Uh, we definitely do at wide receiver. We have some guys that are having to push in and out. Uh, we've had a few on the O-line that we've really had to work for, and then and then it's it's kind of always a little bit of a competition on the D line because you tend to have a rotation there, uh, just to you know give guys a, the ability to play fast and take breaks because of the physicality of the position. So um, you know I, I think there is some pretty healthy competition in a lot of those those places uh, that help bring us to to the next level uh, uh, as far as the program goes. Coach, is that internal competition imperative for your program to get better on a daily basis? Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. Uh, you know that that is absolutely necessary. Uh, you know, you hear a lot of coaches say, right, the the bench is the best teacher, uh, but when you're afraid to go to the bench, that's a problem, 
for you as a coach. And so you have to, uh, you have to be willing to, to take that uh, step to set the tone and standard for your program. But in the same breath, uh, you need to be able to build up guys uh, that are ready to fill in if you need to move that direction. Uh, and so we're trying to teach our kids life skills. And, uh, you know, if we're, if we're not holding them accountable to certain standards in our program, then we're, we're not doing ourselves justice on the football field or in life. So uh, we're, we're going to push those envel- that envelope uh, as much as we can and, and make sure that our kids have – have to come out and compete every single day at practice. Visiting with Lyndon Health, the uh, head football coach at Waco High. Coach, we ask kids to buy in uh, to whatever uh, they're doing. and But, you know, they need to see that you're going to buy in as well. And I think part of that is the new Paul Tyson project. How have the kids received that? And, and has that helped the program? Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know if uh, – material things necessarily make or break a program, right? I mean, there's a lot of programs that didn't have a lot of great material things that were able to be very productive. Uh, but uh, when when your kids are struggling with some of that and then they, they, they don't necessarily uh, feel the value uh, of those supporting them uh, or pushing them, uh, something like this changes that, that, that storyline or that narrative a little bit in regards to where the support is, what, what Waco ISD is willing to do for uh, athletics uh, and push our envelope between Coach Love and Dr. King Cannon. Obviously, there's been a lot of push uh, athletically and with our extracurriculars to just show growth uh, and value. There's a lot of pride that is centered around athletic events. Uh, people will you know, choose their schools and their residences rooted in these things. And so uh, we know that that can put us on the map in the, in the right way uh, here at, at Waco High. But the, the field plays a role in that. We've got youth football coming back uh, pretty much every Saturday all the way through November uh, out here. Uh, we've got a bunch of Waco Lions teams that are coming out that we created a, in, in connection with Waco United, created a, a, a youth league program. Uh, obviously, we can't run that per UIL rules, but – we can kind of partner with them. And, and so that, that's been a blessing to us out here uh, as well in, in regards to pushing kind of that, that next step and having a true connection to our community and to our program. Hey, we know you're busy. We appreciate your time today and uh, wish you the best of luck and look forward to working with you uh, all season long right here on ESPN Central yes, Texas. Lyndon, thanks. Have a great day. Lyndon Health, the uh, head football coach of the Waco Lions. And they have, I mean, they've, well, you want to talk about buying in and diving into the community ward? That's exactly what he and his staff have done with, uh, with you know, trying to get involved with youth football. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not just about X's and O's. It's about teaching life skills and all those kind of things. But it also does, you know, let those kids see that, that you know, what the future looks like and, and being a Waco Lion is, uh, is an important thing. You've been around a lot of programs where, you know, they call them – bleacher creatures or whatever and the kids run out on the field before the game at a at a at a stadium that's important that's it's, it's, it's absolutely important you, i mean that's the only way you can build your program and, and and make sure that you have the interest of the young kids wanting to grow up to be a, a waco line a you know a lido bearcat mm-hmm. a temple wildcat a you know name the school yeah and and 
they're the ones that are successful have those young kids wearing jerseys every Friday night, running around the end zone, throwing the football around. Can't wait till their turn right. on Friday night. And in a lot of cases, and in most cases, boys and girls. I mean, sure. you get Absolutely. everybody involved, and they want to be there on Friday night. It's what they're supposed to. They grow up thinking that's what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. What what's important, and and that's it. You know, that's what makes Texas high school football so special, in my opinion. It, you yeah. know, it's in these in these kids want to be a Crawford Pirate or a Bosqueville Bulldog or what, like you know, whatever. Uh, you know, a Midway Panther, whatever. Wherever they, you know, whatever community they live in, and, and that's what he's trying to do, and that's what uh, Kent Lassiter's doing over University. They want those kids to want to be Waco Lions or University Trojans, and boy, that's uh, it's a it's a great first start, and uh, let's hope that uh, that's the first step in 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 bringing the pride back, no pun intended, to Waco to Waco Lion football. So, uh, all right, eight fifty five. We're uh, five away from nine o'clock. Uh, that is going to do it for us here on. Uh, on Tuesday morning, coming up at three, it's John Morse, and at four o'clock, it is uh, Matt the uh, Matt Mosley program, and uh, we uh, we've got those uh, programs coming up for you. John today on the program is going to have uh, Brent Ingram, the uh, new assistant AD for athletic communications. That's coming up in the uh, three o'clock hour here on the program, and then of course at four, it is Matt Mosley. All right, uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning at uh, seven a.m. Hope you have yourself a great day, and we'll talk to you then right here on ESPN Central Texas.